Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'll admit I was a little concerned uh, with the podcast with Lenny Clark for a couple of reasons. Number one, he had a couple of battles as of late, and I heard some from some guys, Jerry and, and, and Glenn, that uh, he wasn't crazy about me personally. It's usually, I don't mind. That's fine. No problem. I'm going to fight. But Lenny, I don't think he's a fighter. So I wasn't sure we were going to do that. Also, when Lenny comes on the radio with us, with John and Jerry and me, and in the past with Glenn and these other guys, you know, great guy, great comedian. But sometimes it's he's on. He's on. He's loud. He's going crazy. And he can't have a conversation. And this is ultimately what this was going to be. So that was another concern. I was dead wrong. Bed Kinch had uh, pitched it to me a couple of times. Called Lenny a million times to get him on. Ben was dead right. I was dead wrong. This was a really fun and really good conversation with Lenny. We go into everything uh, and stuff I like. I mean, I'm a huge fan of, of, of stand-up comedy from the 70s and 80s, and Lenny was there for the whole thing. We talk about uh, Pryor. We talk about Carlin. We talk about Eddie Murphy. We talk about Robin Williams. We talk about his own stuff with stand-up comedy. It's a really fun and a really good conversation. Lenny was a great guest, one of the best ones I've had so far. Not even close. I really enjoyed this a lot. Lenny Clark on Enough About Me. All right, so let's get this out of the way. So we're both friends with Ordway. Yes. Right, which is something neither of us are proud of. No, no not at all. <laughs> not at all. We're both friends with Callahan. Right. And both of these guys are telling, and we, we know each other a little bit. We've done some shows yes. together, but you know, I've, I've always liked you. We ran into, you ran into my mom and my yeah, and your kids. daughter, yeah, yeah. my son, I think my grandmother at the time, a couple of years ago. You were great to them. Yeah. Uh, they went to see you in Lexington. It, I live right across the street from there in Cary Hall. Best show I've done in 30 years. Yeah. I and love it. they're telling me, they're like, yeah, Lenny, Lenny doesn't like you. No, I, I wouldn't be here if I didn't like it. <laughs> I, I, all right. Don't apologize. No, no, I'm willing to. It takes a big man to admit he's wrong. And right now I'm a giant. I was wrong. But. You're wrong about what? About screaming at you. Oh, I don't care about that. That's about, part of radio. That's I'm fine with that. You, oh, you, that, well, that was it then. Because you, because I know you, you love craft. Like you, you, yeah, you I really you, do. No, I, you, do you ever? <laughs> so you called in and we yell at each other. But when we do that, I think that's great. I, like I don't I, mind that. People enjoyed it. People said it was good radio. But I was just, you know, I was, I was on my way to work. I was shooting that movie, and I, and I just, I couldn't get over the fact that here's a guy, right? You know, people, people like th- that talk. Talk about craft, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They talk crap about Bob craft. I, I go, where do you get off? You know, I mean, not just you, anybody. No, it's okay. The guy saved the team. Sure. And aside from all the things that he's done with the Patriots, which I think has been great, he's donated $100 million in charity. But, $100 million. But, but, but my point was, can't you can't you do all, no doubt, and I yeah. think he's a great owner, I think yeah. he should go to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Can't you do all that, but then can I say as a talk show host, I don't think he handled Deflategate properly. I'm, I hate. I hate, you know what I mean? I hate Roselle. I, I, I'm not Roselle. I yeah, mean, give I Roselle a break. Goodell, you, Goodell. <laughs> I, I wish Roselle would come back from the grave. <laughs> right. I love Roselle. I hate, I hate Goodell. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, to, to have a guy who is like the face. You could have Tom Brady as the face of the league, and everyone would be proud of this guy. I mean, for the, letting air out of a ball. If if he had it done, if he, if, 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 he didn't do it. I mean, he didn't right. physically do it himself. Right. But my... But my point is, you can. But both can be true. Kraft can be a great owner who fucked up a little bit. Like I don't think that's the end of the world. He's a great owner. I mean, that's. I don't think anybody's going to say that he's not. And and, and I I got I got He's a great guy. Jeez, he really I'm sure is, he is. Yeah, such a great guy. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, that's why. So that was it. That was it. But no, I don't. You were pissed. No. You were legit pissed though. I really was. Which is I, okay. I thought it was. I, I thought it was know, great. I, I, yeah, it wasn't an act. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Well, work. the thing is, you know, he's been. We've been friends for over twenty years. You yeah. know, it's whole family. You know, right. I've been friends with the whole family and. And for no other reason other than we just hit it off one night, you know, and mm-hmm. and we we went out to dinner. We've done a lot of things, you know, and it's just, it's just, I really, really like the guy. And I have no problem with you. 
I, I, you I can. It's okay if you do. <laughs> I mean, well, no, my no, life, no. our lives. But but Glenn no. said to me, he's like, yeah, Lenny doesn't like you. I was like, what the fuck? I was, you know, I was like, that's too bad because I like him. Well, thank I you. like, I, thank you know, I, I think well, you know, all the charity do is great. We always get that, along fine. Yes, so I was yes, like, Jesus, yeah, no, 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 you know, I've no, got no. enough people who hate me. No. Well, you know, you know what? I wanted to ask you that. See what, what and I don't hate you. I, I, I like it's you. Okay. I'm, I'm here. I love you too. I, I, I'm here in your, in your <laughs> studio. You are on a beautiful studio. On a beautiful. No shit. You're the schlup here to do this dumb thing. Watching these these young people. Anyway, we could do so it after. Well, yeah, maybe. So, uh, I mean, but, but like, it seems to me like if someone doesn't like me, that affects me. It really, I mean, I, and I know you can't please everybody, but I mean, if someone doesn't like me, I, isn't I, that part of a comedian's desire to be liked or no? Yeah, well, no, some comics don't care. Don't some give a fuck. Yeah. Go the other way, and they're very successful. But uh, me, it's aside from the comedy, I've always wanted to be you know a good guy. I wanted everyone to like me. And when someone doesn't like me, I go, well, geez, what's up with that? You know, and and most people that don't like me don't know me. You know what I mean? Sure. They, then then you get to know me and they hate they me. Hate but, you. <laughs> but I but it doesn't seem to affect you at all. If someone hates you or someone does you, well, you, it, it seems like you, you love it. You know, well, no, no, I love it. I just don't like you know, Jerry and I were talking about it on Friday, it was actually about you on the air. And he's saying that I, he was like, I tell Lenny that he's a good guy, me, that yeah. the Kirk's a good guy. Hey, Jerry does say that. Right. Yeah, but but my point was I was like, Well, why are you wasting your fucking like don't worry about it? Like if Lenny, <laughs> you know, it does, like I you know, I'll see Lenny again and we'll talk and we'll work it or we won't yeah. work it out. Like yeah. you have to at some point you gotta say, I'm not everybody's gonna like me. Right. Life is way too fucking short to try and oh, make everybody is. like you, you it know? Is. We can swear on this, do we? Oh, oh yeah. shit, yeah, we can I'm swear. My best yeah, really? What the fuck is going on here? You swear you swear over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over here, you don't swear. You fucking But no, yeah, I didn't know. I. uh, It's all right. Good. All right. It's all right. So we're so we're good. We're all right. For now, we'll see how it goes in the next, you know, half hour or so. (laughs) How many stamp dates are you doing like a year now? Good God, it's it's unbelievable. I've uh, for the last three months, I've been really fortunate uh, that I've been doing movies. I did back to back movies. Right. Stronger with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yep. And I played you know the guy. You played Uncle Bobby. Yeah, 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 Yeah. it was great. And then I just did this. a detective movie. I'm the lead. It's an independent film, but I mean, I'm 62 years old. Shot around here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, how many 62-year-old guys are lead? <laughs> not, not a lot. No, no. Not it's not the wrong kids. So, <laughs> right, right. I did a movie for this director, John DePue. He's out of North Andover a couple of years ago, and he said, I want to write a movie for you to let people see what a good actor you are, serious actor you are. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wrote the script. I couldn't believe it. I played this detective with two months left on the job. For the last five years, I've been hunting the serial killer, and I'm obsessed with it. And they give me this hot young partner. She's beautiful, and she's really good at closing cases. She's getting right. close to finding a killer, and I don't want her to find a killer because the serial killer is my daughter. And that's how the movie opens. That's just the So you've been covering it up. Yeah, yeah I've been right. covering up. Yeah, 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 for my daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Won't you cover me your daughter? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it's straight but straight drama. Straight drama. No laughs. No laughs. No, no. That's that, funny, and I wanted to ask you this. I want to talk about strong too but uh is it hard for you because when i see you when i see you here i see you like it feels like you're always on like is a party that's just like you know what do you feel I, compelled to do that or is that yeah, the way you are yeah, like yeah, you know what no you know i yeah i i, I like just to, to be able to talk to people but sometimes like when i go to the, to the charity events you know i do yeah. a lot of charity events and and, and people, i do it i do it out of goodness of my heart i don't get paid for any of that stuff and you do a shitload of it and i do i do right. a, man i do more fucking charity than i do regular work right but the point is uh you know when, when my mom and dad would love that made them the happiest they, sure you know when you're giving especially the children's hospitals i love kids i'm no catholic priest but i do love children <laughs> and I, I when we do the stuff for, the, for hospitals and stuff it's uh i i get a good feeling i try to raise them. but yeah, you know, people. It, it sometimes. Hey, tell me something funny, man. Hey, but you know, you trying to go fuck themselves? I mean, <laughs> don't you want to? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, sometimes I just. I like mean, you have a, a you have a toy. I, I, I'm a joke monkey. Hey, jump up, jump up, you know, right. dance around for sure. Right. Tom Warren mm-hmm. was, and Larry Lacino said to me one night, "We want to take you out, and we don't want you to work. We just want you to sit down and just have a good time with us." I yeah. Said. And that would be great. I mean, and right. That's happened a few times. Uh, right. Like, like at Kraft's 75th birthday party, we walk in and John Bon Jovi goes, how you doing, Lenny? I said, hey, John, how you doing? You working? He goes, Lenny, I'm always working. I said, it used to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> what well, the Sean Bon Jovi, I looked him up. His net worth is 300 million bucks, right? He's incredible. What is he doing these TV commercials for, singing these songs? I, You know, I used to party with Sam Kennison. Yeah, and out in in, in LA, LA, LA in, yeah. in the mansion. Miami. So this is like in the mid eighties, or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, we were we were we were very naughty. Boys. I would think. And we had everybody come in, all the rock stars you could imagine. They love Sam and the porn stars. And sure. 
John Bon Jovi was one of two people that never did blow or grass or drank. He played the guitar. Right. And he jammed. And he was a kid out. then. But he was he was totally totally straight. Who was the other one? Ted Nugent. Really? Ted Is that Nugent. True? Really? I swear to God, they <laughs> they wouldn't drink. They would they would party. They would hang out. They have a ball, but. No booze, no drugs. I, I admire that. What, Plus, it was more for me. What years were you in L.A.? Oh, God. Do you remember I, them? I, I had my... I, I, I hit it big, you know, the million-dollar contracts and everything in, right. in the 90s. Like okay. 90s, but, but, but go back, like, with Kinnison. Why are you out there then? Because I was trying to break in at the comedy it's store. Com- right. You're at Mitzi Shores? Uh, yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. I, was, I was doing really well here. Uh-huh. And uh, I would sell out three shows at Stitches on Friday. Night, yeah. And Saturday night, I'd be someplace else, another three shows. And I would I was living in L.A. I, I married the Playboy model. We moved out to L.A. Right. And she says, you know, but it was no money. I couldn't get work in and L.A. No, and no one would help me. A lot of the guys I helped get started, they 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 just like who turned their back on me. Uh, I I forget. <laughs> you can't give me one name. So 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 you go to so you go to Mitzi Shore's place and do you just couldn't get on? I couldn't get on. And then one night, uh, and I go I go every night. I go every night. Everyone knew me, but yeah. no one wanted to speak for me. You know what? Right. So. Uh, one night I went on and I burnt it down and she said, and I went on, I went on after uh, Richard Pryor, Jesus Tennyson, Christ. Robin Williams and Eddie Murphy, ladies and gentlemen, Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> same night? I was the same night and I went on last and I burnt it down. Eddie Murphy invited me to his office at Paramount Studios the next morning. Mitzi Shaw said, you are now a paid regular. I said, what's that mean? She goes, well, you get paid. I said, really? How much? Ten bucks a show. This is so, yeah. So I'm getting ten bucks. That wouldn't pay for my pocket. What's this after the whole? Wasn't there a union thing and the? Well, the, the guy committed suicide. Jumped right. Off the building. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of, that came before me. Right. So not, then they then they paid you, but right. no money. Nothing. Right. So I I would leave L A every Friday morning on a seven o'clock flight. Come back here. Go back to Boston. Two shows. Three shows Friday. Three shows Saturday, and be back in L A by eleven o'clock Sunday morning. And there you. And I did that every weekend for eighteen. Months. And are you fucking wasted at that point? Oh God. It was totally horrible. out of it. Oh yeah. And I was, uh, I racked up five million miles with American. Airlines. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I was, I was horrible. You, I couldn't do it today. Plus, it was the, uh, I was paying for my own flights, and it was at the time when round trip cost buck ninety. Nothing, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I once took a, a uh, an Eastern Airlines mail flight. <laughs> it took me 17, 17 stops. It took me like. Uh, 20 hours, almost a full day. Just to do Just, And I spent $59. I said, I'd rather pay 500 I was a moron. What was Kinnison like on stage? I mean, the I've best, seen him. I've seen, I mean, I've seen clips, but. Best, best I've ever seen. Better, better than Pryor? Better than Pryor. At that better. point, Pryor's. But, but, but listen to me. Pryor, I, you know, I, I can't believe that I, I had Pryor, Rodney, and George Collin on my speed dial when we had speed dial. Right, you know right, I mean? right. These guys were my idols, my heroes, and we became close friends. I mean, yeah. we're, we're going to hang out with you. My pride came in one night, and I said, uh, you, you want to go on, Richard? You want to bump me? He goes, no, no, man. I'm here to see you. I need a laugh. Get up there. Really? And, and I, you know, I'll never forget that as long as I live. Because a lot of times... If you saw Pryor coming, you'd, you'd jump to get to, and then you, you you wouldn't look at him. You wouldn't make eye contact. Right. I, but I look. I mean, this is the guy's a king. I mean, right. When he, when he did that, Richard Pryor live, I mean, it was life changing for me seeing that. When you were a kid, did you when did you want to be a stand up? When did you know that there were stand up comedians? Oh my God, that's a great. I was working as a janitor in City Hall in Cambridge, put myself to college. How old are you then? Shit, I don't know. Early twenties or something. Forty years ago, so yeah, twenty three, twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I took the other janitors out for. Lunch was was beer. So come on, we'll go get some. <laughs> right. beer. With a night shift, you know. Yeah. So we went down to Emmett Square, and we went into the Springfield Street Saloon, and I saw Sweeney, and I saw Bill Campbell, right, and I saw somebody else, and the guys over there said, "Lenny, you're funnier than them." So <laughs> next week, Sweeney's went, one of them. Sweeney was one of, but but Sweeney was amazing. Sweeney, right. Sweeney was on first comedians. Must have been about. a kid too then. Yeah. He was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No? He was, yeah. Well, he's a little older than me. Yeah, but, but not much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't believe how funny he was. And right. I want to. I want to be like that guy. You know? Right. So uh, I was in college with George McDonald, and he said, "Come on over to the house," and we listened to a Woody Allen album. Now I didn't know Woody Allen was a comedian. Right. But I took his bit and I went and I changed it to mine. I want to say, "You got a standing ovation." <laughs> and this little guy right. comes back, says, "Mr. Clark, you're very funny, but you shouldn't use Woody Allen's material." Woody, who? Fuck you! Get out of my classroom! <laughs> and I said, "I'm, I'm back." Have you heard that? Have you heard that Rosie O'Donnell story? The first time she went up. She legit went to a club in Long Island and legitimately lifted Seinfeld's entire act from the Merv Griffin show. And she, her argument was same thing. She said, "I didn't know you couldn't do that." 
She just thought that's what comedians well, did. No, no, I didn't know Woody Allen was a comedian. A comedian. <laughs> oh, oh you, you just thought he was like a famous director, just, just an actor, an actor, director. So you, just, you, just, you just took his lives and incorporated your life. Exactly. That's and, funny. And and, it, and I only did it once. I just did right. it once because I, I got bagged, and, and I was oh, I can't do that. And that's why, I like, I I, I mean, I, I I don't lift anyone's material. No, I mean, sure, I can't sure, even sure. Remember my own. Right, right. A lot of times people will do a joke and say that was good. They go, Lenny, that's yours. I go, <laughs> but I mean, I sometimes I'll tell jokes which are just you know public domain. You right. Know, but, yeah, but, yeah. But very rarely on stage. I mean, I just I do my own stuff. I know? would think you mentioned. I would think that maybe Rodney Rodney was an influence. Oh God, I love that man. Yeah. Rodney, you know, we were. I was uh, on tour with Kennison, and we were out for about three months. Right. And, it was uh, all over the country? Everywhere. I mean, it was, he was hot as a pistol. My brother Mike, uh, mm-hmm. he couldn't get work, and Mike brought him back here. This is before he blew up. Yeah. And Mike got him, uh, he, he got bu- he got banned in every club in Boston, <laughs> and he came to Stitches. It was the last thing, and he walked right. in, and he shit-faced, and he says, uh, I, I said, Sam, I need this gig. I can't have you, you know. Right. Me down with you. Right. He goes, do you trust me? Do you trust me, baby? Do you trust me? He goes up with half a bottle of my way, downs it, burps it. Someone's fucking me. From that moment on, he killed an alliance. The Lions group booked him into the paradise and in a bigger venue. I mean, right after that night, it was just he broke to when he was set in Boston, but it was because Mike brought him in. Was he, uh, was Kinnison a, a largely unhappy guy off uh, off stage? Like when you dealt with him, was he a guy who would have high highs and low lows? Or was he always yeah. insane? Or was he... he was, it was basically always, I mean, always insane. Yeah. But the thing that killed me, Craig, he was a, a Baptist minister. Right. You know and sometimes late at night he would get into, the, oh, Jesus. and he'd be speaking in tongues. Right. It was crazy shit. <laughs> right. I, oh my God. It was unbelievable. Like nothing you've ever seen. And, oh, God, there's so many Kennison stories, but the one that sticks out to me is we're doing the Outlaws of Comedy at mm-hmm. Dunes Hotel, and he's, he says, uh, listen, why don't you go out and get things ready for us? So I went out the day before, and he drove out. He bought a Corvette and drove out with this uh, girl who used to be like a Japanese stripper, Tamayo Asuki. And he says, you know, you'll be, you be a comedian now. And he wrote some, like, so she's on stage one night. She goes, you know, when I, I'm Japanese, I come to America. You people, when you were young, you walked six miles in the snow to school. When I was a young girl, you people drop atomic bomb on me. <laughs> <laughs> so now, I, I, I just think it's so funny, man. So her and Sam drive out to Vegas. Right. They're at Caesars Palace in Big Suite. I'm over to Dunes in the suite. He goes, uh, Mr. Lenny, Mr. Lenny, come Sam and dead. I can't wake Sam up. Oh, Sam Jesus. dead. So I go flying over Caesar's Palace, go up, kicking the door. I go in, and he's there, passed out in his underwear on a big bed. And I slap him around. He's not moving. So I take a bottle, of, I take the champagne bucket that's still got the hot yeah, yeah. and I dump the ice on him. And he comes through, <laughs> and she pushes me out of the way and looks at me in the eye and goes, Welcome to Japan, Mr. Bond. <laughs> he said that? He had a program that every time he woke up, she was that's the to first thing. Welcome Jesus to Japan, Christ. Mr. Bond. He was insane. Insane. Does his, does his life, does he go from, uh, like, after that back-to-school thing, does that change when you go on the road? Does that change your quotes? Does that change how you oh, get God, paid your oh, spot? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I didn't know I didn't know he was in, until then. Well, you know, the funny thing about back-to-school is Rodney, right. uh, we come off the road, and he's Sam's going to film. So we, we go to the set. And Sam says, uh, hey, Rod, we're going to run him so excited. He says, how about you, kid? You want to be in the picture? And I said, Rodney, will you do me a favor? Will you put my wife in the movie? And he goes, y'all going to give up a fucking spot in the movie for your <laughs> I was wife? Say you're not and in I it. said, Rodney, I've been on the road with him for three months. He goes, say no more. The picture's <laughs> in the picture. So he puts my first wife, the Playboy model, he yeah. puts her in the scene where Sam is screaming at him, we should put them back to the 47 in, power. In, in the school, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to love another photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's right next to him. She's oh, is that her? She's the redhead next to him. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. So that marriage lasted another six months because of that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and you, you got along great with Dangerfield? Unbelievable. And he was great to young comedians, right? I mean, that well, was his... here's the deal. When uh, he was doing young comedians, uh, yeah. the, the last one he did. HBO uh, ones, yeah. Right. Uh, he had been... Audition all sorts of people. And my brother, Mike, flew out and said, listen, you got to go up to Rodney. So I went up to him. I said, Rodney, I said, is there any way you can take a look at me? He goes, kid, I've seen 1,500 comedians the last week. I'm tired. I, I got to go. And I said, okay. And he walked away. He turned around. He goes, hey, now if you could be in New York next week, I'll take a look at you. And Mike went out. Goes, yeah, we'll be there. Right. So we get on a plane. We fly back to Boston, get some clothes, get on a train, go down to New York. And I'll, I'll never forget this. It was that between me and Bill Hicks. Who became like yeah, a legend. huge, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So I went up to Hicks at the bar and I said, "Listen, it's down to me and you. May the best man win. After this is all over, we'll have a drink." He goes, "I'm drinking now," and I go, 
Wrong answer. <laughs> so I go outside. I'm pissed. I punch right. in like one of those old uh, phone books. I was so pissed off. And I came in. Rodney goes, who wants to go first? I said, I'll go first. So I went on, and I burnt the room down. Rodney goes, fuck. Now i got to put you on the show. I go, it's not my problem. <laughs> so we ended up putting both on the show. You and Hicks? But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hicks, me, Dice, uh, Don Myrera, Carol mm-hmm. Leifa, yep. Barry Sobel. Uh, I I think that's about it. Maybe one other person I can't remember. What year is that? Late eighties, mid eighties. Yeah, and back then, and maybe I'm wrong, but it seemed to me back then, like every town, every city, it seemed like that was sort of the boom of stand-up comedy, where a, a, a place popped up, you know, yes. in every city. That yes, doesn't yes. doesn't seem to be this case anymore. No, well, what happened when, when I started? It was there was uh, L. A. and New York, <laughs> right, and a little bit of Chicago, right. But Chicago had started to tail off. So why was there an explosion? My brother Mike said, why are you going to New York? Why don't we do it here? He said, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll light this place up. Right. So we took over a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Harry Cremens was the first guy who got it going. Right. And then uh, the guys from The Connection said to me, hey, we're going to go to this Fern Bar on Mass Ave. At the yeah. Ocean Theater. It was really nice. But uh, the, the, Shun Lee said to me, will you stay with me? And I said, yeah. He said, well, you're managing. I said, I, I'm, not, I'm not a good person. Right, right, right. Well, my brother just get laid off at Polaroid. He'll run the place. He said, yeah. what if he screws us? I said, if he screws us, we'll tell my mother. Don't worry. <laughs> so Mike ran it. My brother Mark was the doorman. My sister right. was a waitress. Yeah, another sister was a bartender. It was like a family running yeah. with, with the Chinese. It was right. crazy. But it seemed like it exploded. Like, it, then it, it, it so what happened? The, like, why, why all of a sudden there's one in Minneapolis and one in yeah, Miami and yeah, one, you know, wherever. Yeah, you know yeah, better than me. Right. Well, it did. It, Boston became so big. It was right. so hotbed. I think it was because you had a lot of the students from MIT, Harvard. Yeah, all, sure. You know, all around. And, and right. people would come. And they were seeing live acts. And we'd put, Wednesday night was open mic night. And I would put on 30 people. 30 people. <laughs> I'd be smoking a joint. Someone would come in, hey man, what am I on? Give me a joint. You're on next. You're on next. Right, right, right. It was a new show every single week. And it just exploded. And the Tonight Show saw an article written about it, about this Chinese restaurant in Cambridge. And they came <clears> to <throat> audition for people. So this is my tonight show. This is my shot. Right. And we made Mike said, I was who are we gonna put on? So he said, We should put this kid right on. I go, Yeah, give him a shot. And Steve Wright <laughs> right. was so afraid, Kirk. He would come on stage with his back to the audience. <laughs> and I would go up on stage and I would real physically force him out and say, Look at these fucking people. They're paying to see you. Look them in the eye. Did you know that he was great? No, I didn't know the con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The minute we saw him, I went, right. "This kid's special." Right. But I didn't know he was a germaphobe. Right. He didn't like to be touched. <laughs> right. And I and the poor kid would try to tell me, and I'm fucking dying. You know, that that's walking off. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> and to this day, yeah. Now I go up and we like like an elbow bump, you know, because it just uh, it bothers him, you know. Yeah. But I did. I, I'm I'm in tune to that now. Back then, I didn't know. Did you ever? Were you ever on Carson or no? No. No. Did you ever get close? Oh, I got as close to Johnny Carson backstage as I am to you. Right. And it's the only man, the only person in my life that he looked at me in the eye would look, get the fuck away from me. Really? He was standing there smoking a butt. Yeah. I, I would, we brought Teddy Bergeron. Teddy Bergeron, this was his second day. He, he mm-hmm. went crazy the night before. And we got him cleaned up and ready and bought him a soup. He's ready to go. And while he, Teddy's in his dressing room, I said, I'm going to go back and meet Constance. So I walked by. And people, can I help you? No, I'm good. I walked by. And I got as close to him as this. And he took a puff out of his looked me in the eye. It was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Jesus, really? And I turned around and walked away. Huh. Uh, only only guy. It's, I've never. Right. You know, I met, I met presidents. I've met three presidents. I've, it didn't phase me. But it was that look. And he was, he was a prick. Johnny Carson was a prick. Well, you hear that it. from everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, Freddie de Cordova. Who was the producer? producer yeah, came in one. I'm at the comedy store one night. In comes Kirk Douglas and his wife, yeah. Freddie DeCordova, Don Rickles and his wife, and they sit center stage, and it's her birthday, Kirk's birthday, wife's birthday. So I went out and I says, I don't want to, you know, be offensive to Kirk. Douglas. So I cleaned up, but I, I kicked, I kicked ass. I just really did a great job. And Don Rickles comes back. Says, How long have you been doing this, kid? I said, about 13 years. He goes, That's all. You're fucking fantastic. I want to meet someone. Freddie DeCordova. He's on the Tonight Show. Freddie says, Oh man, you're great. So I call him and he goes, nah, you know, we love you, but Johnny, Johnny wouldn't like you. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> because Carson was a, a kingmaker. Oh, I mean, you, you did Carson. Your life changes, right? Exactly. Like, well, stay right. When, right. When they came to the. So you do, Car- you do Carson on a Wednesday night, Thursday, your life is totally different. Absolutely. When, 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 when Drew Carey did it on a Wednesday night, 
Thursday, he had a, t- a TV deal with ABC. And, the, and, and when you go and play somewhere in some city, then suddenly the price goes to the roof, oh, right? You can name your price. You, you sell out. It's incredible. You love Rickles? You think Rickles is great? Oh, God, yeah. I loved him. And he's still love working, him. right? He's yes. Do you want to do that? If you're around and Rickles has got to be no. almost 90. No. Do you have no, a date? Do you have a date no. where you say, I, you know, do you think, put it this way, do you think there's a, like, I'll, I'll see Rickles clips now, right? Yeah. Like, he, he'll still go on with uh, Kimmel. One of these guys, and I love, I fucking love Rickles, but oh, it's, so it's but it's sad, kind of sad now seeing them. Yeah, yeah. There's a part of you that thinks you don't want to, and you're not there now, obviously. Yeah. But we do. Is a point where you say it's not going to be funny if you're up there at age. You know, George Burns did it. John yeah. Rivers did it. Yeah. Is there a I point was where at you George say George Burns' 95th birthday? Really? Yeah, and I met Priscilla Presley, uh, Ray Kel Welsh, and Ann Margaret. Jesus. I mean, yeah, it was, and I would do them now. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, that's what I. <laughs> So I, I mean, I joined the grandma club. I don't care. Yeah. No, they were so hot. But is there a point where you'd say you were going to say I don't want to do it anymore, or no? Listen, I, I'll, I'll be totally honest. But due to the political correctness that has taken over this country in the last seven years, I'm on a type. I mean, I was always on a high wire with, with doing my act because it's not written out. It's not, sure. You know, I, I go with what you give. So you know, right? We mean we mean it's not written out. I mean, you have an act. Don't you have a course, like a basic theme or no? not? Really? You've never I, sat down and wrote jokes? I did for Boston Strong. It was a, yeah, uh, yeah it was a, I wrote that specifically for that. So thing. when's your next show? Uh, what, what day is this? Uh, Friday. I'm doing two shows Friday in two different places. One okay. Giggles, one, and it's Saturday, two different places. So my point is you just show up there yeah. and just bullshit. Yep. Being, yep. But you give some hits. Some... I, I, I have stuff that I know will work. I mean, you'll you play know. a couple of things that have worked. Yeah, and, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you yeah, test yeah. shit out. Some yeah. stuff works, I've, some stuff doesn't work. Kirk, if it's going good... Uh, the other night I did this show. How long? Do you, how long is your? How long is your basic? So if you're the headliner, how long are you going? Forty-five minutes. And you can yeah. do that easy. Stand yeah, on your head yeah, now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At first you couldn't though, right? Oh no! It took me years. It took right. Me years. And yeah, right. Yeah, it took me years. After I, I got busted stealing Woody Allen's act, I sucked. For months. <laughs> I sucked. So I mean, I, I I'd be up there eating it and going, "Oh my God, what can I get?" But off that's to? but that's almost everybody's experience, right? Yeah, right. Well, no I, or no? I think if I think if you're good, yeah, yeah I think if you're good because I mean I've. I saw George Callan, one of the funniest people I've met in my entire life. We went to see him at South Shore Music Circus. Mm-hmm. And he, he had a bad night. George Callan, my idol. Right. At, at me, Sweeney, Gavin, Mike, while I'm watching. And it, it, the crowd just sucked. It wasn't right. him, but the crowd just sucked. Right. At one point, he says, you know, you know what's bad? When when you go on an audition, uh, you go on an interview for a job, and you know when it's not going right, and you look at the guy and go, "Hey, who's the cunt in the picture?" <laughs> that's <laughs> a great show. Oh, it's unbelievable. That's a great show. That is so bad. So I go back a year to the day and that, later, and he gets no, no laughs on that. No, oh no, nothing. Uh, and, really? and I I spit up my drink. I go, oh, <laughs> that's my a great God, line. God. A year to the day later, we go back. He burns the room down. Yeah. And he comes back and goes, now that's how it's supposed to be. I said that's how. Oh, so he remembered. He remembered. Oh, yeah, he remembered. Yeah. I think, I think if you're a comic, if you're a good comic, you remember the bad shows more than the good ones. Right. Because, you know, you can go out, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and do the same act, same show, same joke, same thing. Different reaction all three times. All crowd reliant, all, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, but I was saying, no, yeah, I was going to ask you. So it's horrible. It's horrible. I I used to be able to go on stage and say or do whatever I wanted. It was like uh, you know, sanctuary. You you, you were fine. Well, what's a joke that you can't tell anymore? Uh, oh Jesus! I mean, what's a, what's a, put it this way? When you're on stage now, are you thinking? Oh God! Yeah. Are you thinking? Fuck! I can't say this. Yep. I can't say that. Yeah, I can't. Editing. Edit. I spend more time editing myself. Than I do enjoying myself, because you know when the crowd's going right and it's going, for, it, it's the second greatest feeling in the world. But when it's bad, oh man, there's nothing. It's it's horrible. When this started, you think about seven or eight years ago? Yeah, yeah, that's when I started to really feel it. You know, what I mean, people, you know, I don't like. Now there's this girl I work with. This girl I love. This guy, I forget her name because it's been I haven't seen her in twenty years, but. She was, and you know, she was doing this Wizard of Oz bit. You know, right. there was a time when a lot of comedians, nine out of ten comedians, were doing a Wizard of Oz. Right. Bit. She's in Kansas. Right. right. This right. woman comes up and says, "I really didn't like that Wizard of Oz bit. My aunt was hit by a flying house." <laughs> are you are you one of these comedians and say you know Jerry, read Jerry Lewis a year or so ago? I've heard other comedians say this who think that women aren't as funny as men. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Not at all. No. I, I work with this girl, Christine Hurley. She's the funniest 
woman I've seen. She's funny. Since Roseanne, before Roseanne yeah, lost yeah, her mind. Because yeah, when, yeah. Roseanne, when, Roseanne, when Roseanne was hot. You're uh, talking pre sitcom when she's doing stand up? Yeah, well, yeah, Roseanne's yeah, yeah, stand up yeah, yeah, was yeah, phenomenal. Right. Was she, that, went on, she went on Gossip. I remember, Jane, right. Was, she, was, was her act basically that she was a housewife? Yes. And, so it was basically the sitcom was her act, right? Ex- exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. And she was funny. She was lights out funny. And, but something snapped. Something snapped. Yeah. yeah. I, I blame Tom Otto. Do you like do you like uh like the the ones that have broken out big like Sarah Silverman you like? I love Sarah. Amy love Schumer? Sarah. Amy Schumer, I don't. I, you know, doesn't do steals it. jokes. Maybe have you seen these stories? Have you seen that? Does yeah, that worry yeah. you? No, nah, you know, I mean, it's listen. She stole one from the they, they claim from the guy who died a couple of years ago. What the hell is his uh, name? O'Neal. Uh, shit. Patrice O'Neill. Patrice yeah, O'Neill. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I heard that. Yeah. yeah. You like Artie Lang? Love Artie. I did a show uh, with him. The other you night. did one in Worcester. I had him on a podcast a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love. How's he doing? You know, he's got a new show with Judd Apatow yeah, on HBO, HBO right? so that's going to be a bit, Apatow hasn't had a failure. But I'm talking to him and he, in, on the thing. He's like, yeah, I'm sober now. I'm like, oh, great. How long has been? He's like, since March. I'm like, that's not the answer I was hoping for, Artie. I was hoping for three well, years. You know, I've known Artie over 25 years. Yeah. And I saw him when when he when he was on... Um, uh, Mad TV? Or? Mad TV. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. A good friend of ours... Uh, uh, Lauren Dabrowski was the executive producer. Right. And I said, how was she? She goes, I, I, she goes, I did everything I had to keep him on the show as long as I could. I just love that. But he's crazy. It's wild. Oh, yeah. he is. He's, he's nuts. Did you like doing sitcoms? Loved it. Yeah. Oh. Easy or no? Well, hard work, but good hours. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I would do, oh, if I could have whatever I want, I would like one sitcom. To run the syndication, <laughs> then you'd be done. And I'd go away. I'd never bother. Well, you were close, show. right? I was close. How close was the Larroquette show? Twelve shows. Twelve shows away. Twelve shows away. And, and here's here's the deal on that. Don Olmeyer, yeah, was the president of NBC. NBC, yeah, raging alcoholic. You go into his office, big big office on NBC, and the entire thing covered with booze bottles. Really? Yeah, it was one. Sit down, have a drink. And if he told you have a drink, you had a drink with him because he's the president. Right, of the network, right? Right, right. So. He hated Larroquette because Larroquette was a dry drunk. He was sober. Yeah, it was just, right. He hated Larroquette. Larroquette hated him. So it came down. <clears throat> if Larroquette did one more show, he got like an $8 million bonus. Was, I, I don't know how it was worked out, but this was that. <clears throat> so uh, he said, uh, he calls up he calls up uh, Warner Brothers and says, I want you to cancel the Larroquette show. And they go, why? It's a top 20 hit. It's, right. it's amazing. Going into syndication at in, 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 uh, the end of the season. Well, goes, you, you're right. I, I want it out. And he goes, why? He says, look, he says, you've got Friends, which is number three, and you've got ER, which is number one. Right. Both our shows, make me happy, dump Larroquette. And they did so it? they dump Larroquette. Jesus now, Christ. Now, it meant the difference for me between a few million dollars, maybe three, four million dollars, and 10 grand. <laughs> I'm Craig was the, right. It was the biggest kick in the balls I've ever gotten. And for Larroquette, it must have been. Oh, it was unbelievable. Did you like him? I... I, I respected John. Yeah, he was tough. Made me a better actor. Made right. me a made me a. What a, was what was what was tough? He would fire people. He would fire people. And, oh, it's his show, right? He was the executive producer. Yeah, he was. He was the yeah. guy. Yeah, I mean, he would, was he, he an would, asshole or uh, some on days? Some days, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you didn't get along with him all the time. I I got along. I mean, he's the boss. Right? Did you, you always know? think you would get fired? I always thought I was going to get fired. Yeah. I, I I there was one show I should have got fired. What happened? I got I got a little high. Oh, <laughs> that's it. I mean, I was an idiot. I right. couldn't believe. Uh, I was back in the day when when I was you know doing all, and, and I'm, it was, everyone was doing, it, but that doesn't make it right. But I get so high in between shows, I couldn't remember the lines. Oh, Jesus! And the line was, "He'll never be the man his father was." Talking about John. Fitzgerald Kennedy, John John. Mm-hmm. I'll never be a man like his old man was. No, cut. His man, his, his old man was quite the man. Right? Cut. Right, right. Kent was so pissed at some other guy. He fired the other guy. Didn't even realize I was high out of my mind. <laughs> when I went on the first day I went on the show, okay, I'm going to audition. But we, go, we go, I get the role as a cop. And we go, uh, and he, after the show, he goes, man, you're terrific. He says, uh, you a friend of Bill's? I said, best friend. And he walks away. I said to some guy, who's, who's Bill? Bill? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, Bill, Bill, nobody's real. I said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And I, and I, I was still using it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, I, I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to get fired. But I made it through. And uh, one day, I had a kidney stone attack on the show. Ugh. And uh, the, in, front of, in front of the audience, I mean, they pull an ambulance onto the set. <laughs> and 
I'm, I'm getting well done. I go, John, I'm sorry. And he goes, Lenny, don't worry about things. You just make sure you're better. Take care of your health. And as the ambulance doors close, he goes, somebody call Louis Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Did he really say that? <laughs> John, I tell you, John was one of the most amazing actors I've well, ever had the pleasure of I got to tell you, he, uh, uh, fucking the night court. Well, Dan Fielding is one of the you know, great sitcom well, characters you know, he ever. Won, he won four Emmys in a row. He should have. And he could have won five, but he took his name off the list and he said, one of the biggest fucking mistakes of my life. I guess I feel let other someone else want it. No, fuck that. That was a stupid mistake on my part. <laughs> so when he was doing that, you see that night court was, the show was originally surrounded around Harry Anderson. Harry Anderson, yeah. And Harry was a big comic. <clears throat> well, he got the, and he was on Cheers. Do you remember? And he, and yeah. he became the star. Right. Lyra Kett took that over. So that became his show. Became his show. Right. Well, that happens. You know, Family yeah. Ties is originally about the mom and dad. Yeah. And Michael J. Fox just took over the show. Was, uh, did you, did you work with Louis Anderson much at all? I worked with Louis a lot. Yeah. I, and I love, Louis a, a great guy. He he's, seems like, uh, I heard him on the Marin podcast. He yeah. seems like he's a complicated, well, you all seem like complicated guys. I guess yeah. you have to be to get in the business, right? Yeah. There's got to be some demons. Uh, oh. Do you know any, do you know any comedian who is just a normal fucking guy or girl and just gets in the business and lives a normal life? No. People say that about Seinfeld. Is that true? Do you know him at all? Yeah. Oh, I, would, I did Oprah with Seinfeld. I mean, I didn't fuck. I did the show. Yeah. <laughs> Seinfeld, Meany, and, and Dave Coulier we, from stand-up to sitcom. It was right. amazing. And uh, You like him? He, he's all right. He's I mean, getting a little he, preachy to me. In he this. He, he's never gone out of his way to, you know, yeah, do something for me. You know, because right. he's never had me on cars and coffee or whatever. Right, 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 right. I don't, I'm not his type of guy, you know, because, uh, like, uh, you know, I was, I, Jerry was a very clean concise technician of comedy very very good at what he did very, that's why he's very successful sure but but his show what when his show debuted my show was on tv i kicked his ass in the ratings the lenny beats lenny the lenny yeah. beats lenny on cbs beat seinfeld in the ratings every single time and then they, they retooled it and then i got canceled but i mean the numbers were there i had the numbers i it could have show could have lasted do you think the last sitcom you were a regular on was the chelsea Hamp? no yeah yeah is yeah. that right let me see. I think so. Yeah. Three or four years ago or something? Yes, yeah. That didn't work? God. Tom Warner. Tom Warner. <laughs> I waited 25 years right. to work for him. Right. And he called me. I want you to do the show. And I go, I'm in. We'll discuss salary. I don't give a shit. I'm in. I want to work with him. He owes the record for shows in syndication. Sure, of course. So Chelsea, uh, <clears throat> Chelsea sees the tape. She's like, he hires me overnight. So everything's going good. Right. And then I'm working with Laura Prepon, who I love. You know, another girl from... Uh, I forget the name of the show. Orange New Black? Oh, no, she's in that, too. Yeah. Oh, it's that 70s show. That's show. That's a Werner show, too. Yeah, yeah, right, right. right. They're all Werner shows. No shit, no kidding. Yeah, right. So, I love her. We we hit it off. It's going great. And Chelsea's insane. I mean, very nice. What do you mean? She'd come riding in with the... She'd pull up in a Bentley and a traveling bar. Really? Oh, yeah, really. So the whole... So the persona is real. Her, no Dead act. Real. Yeah. Dead real. Well, that's not, that's hard to do. It's hard to run a show like that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I don't know why she didn't play herself because when. Oh, that's act, right. That's we right. Acted, she played the sister. That's right. And Laura played her. That's stupid. And yeah. Laura was amazing, but Chelsea was a damn good actress when she went, because we had, we had a lot of scenes right. together. And <clears> when she'd come to work, I'd want to be on my A game, you know, because she's the boss. Yeah. You know, but she was right there, step for step. And she said, you're a great actor. I got, I got to be, man. I got to do the job. <laughs> right. You know, you're filthy rich. You just signed on the guy with $58 million. You're banging 50 cents. You, know? you like Louis C.K. or no? I love Louis. Louis you do? I, I, Louis, used to, uh, Louis used to drive me to gigs. And stuff. You could have been on. Did you see this, Horace and Pete? I've heard about it. You could Stephen you, Wright. You could Stephen Wright. Well, see, so know. Stephen Wright and they're, they're, they're super tight, right? Or not, yeah. They're pretty, Were they always or no? I don't, no, I don't think no, so. No, they're both local. I didn't know uh, what yeah, the history yeah, was yeah. with those two. No, well, Steve popped before. And yeah, then yeah, came. sure, sure, sure. Billy, Billy Burr, Billy Burr's another right. big fucking star. You know? Right. But all these guys, you know, they, they, I was just, I was bringing people on. Just come on, Louis. But uh, yeah, I like Louis. I think he's great. And, uh, you know, I'd love to do a show. Why do you think, uh, why do you think so many comedians and so many writers come from Boston? What is it about here? I, mean, I grew up here. What is it, what, what, what makes it funny? It is funnier than other places. It really is. I think, in regards to stand-up, the crowds, when they come in, yeah. they know what's good. They know it. if you suck, they'll right. tell you. If right. you're good, 
They'll encourage you and they'll give you the energy. To, right. But if you suck, they will fucking tell you. And it's also just a neck. You know, you know, everybody here is an asshole. Like, oh god, in a good oh, way. But like, yeah. like all your friends are assholes. I, 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 I'm an asshole. Like everybody's an asshole. No, oh, but believe me, I've got I've got papers that say I'm an asshole. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 just we are real. Some of us just don't use the filter. You know, right. we, we all we're very very honest people. You know, and and sometimes we just don't use the filter. Did you understand? You just—it's in my head now. You mentioned him earlier. Did you? Because I never really enjoyed Robin Williams, the stand-up comedian, that much. It was almost—it was almost too much for me, if that makes sense. Like it was—I was watching a guy losing his mind. Like did, I can't imagine what it was like in 1985 watching him on stage. I spent a few nights with Robin. Yeah, <laughs> so like last weekend, you know. But I—I I loved him as a guy. He was one of the sweetest. Shit, I mean, you. We we went to this place one night. He was trying to cut back. He was trying to stop right. drinking. And we, him, me, and Mike, my brother Mike, went to this place called Area. Now, it's in. I, I figure. Oh, Robert goes. I heard about this new place. We'll go. So we go with him. Everything doors open up. And these, they have mushroom toadstools, like about three or four feet high, five feet high, as tables. You, know, you lean on them. Like right. That. And midgets come out from under the oh, toilet. Jesus. Can we get you a drink? Can we get you a drink? Jesus. And Robin's trying to drink it. Yeah, give us some, uh, like a few bottles of Crystal, right? Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Me and Mike are drinking a bottle of the fucking bottle. Robin's <laughs> drinking water, right? But he's, and and he, he loved, he loved ugly prods. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Really? I, I, really? I was just saying? Yeah. I said, man, what, you know, it was crazy. <laughs> but he was, he was the greatest guy, the nicest guy, most friendly and good to everyone. But I only saw him not being on yeah when we you know I mean, right it was it was really weird oh, yeah but he was a great guy and, and and i went out to i went out to meet him when he popped mm-hmm. at the holy city zoo i wanted to see i went right out and right i got on stage got on stage with him and we, we hit it off and we became great friends and uh geez i i didn't but i didn't see this coming no no i didn't i didn't you know? But it seemed like he had some down. Oh, obviously, he had some down downs too, yeah. though, right? He was yeah. up and down and up yeah. and down. Yeah, but but a brilliant guy. I remember he, he, he introduced us to the Superman, Christopher Reeves, and I'm sure they were they, they were good friends, yeah, right? And yeah, and was fly around the box. <laughs> right. Bob's going, "Let him please, right. do what he can do it." <laughs> I mean, uh, things you do that you wish you could take back. Yeah. Did it ever? Did it ever? Were you ever when you would watch these guys that you know like? Robin Williams or these guys, and they would go on to insane movie careers, you oh. know. And you didn't. Would, would you? Did you ever care? Were you ever? Or did you? Uh, you know did what? you know what? Did you? Were you okay? You know, content with what you were. I, I was. Con- I, you know. I mean, you've had a great career. I. I. I, I had. More, I mean, listen. I. I ended up marrying a Playboy model, <laughs> living in a three million dollar home on the beach in Marina del Rey. Right. With drivers, I had. I had a gardener for a lawn the size of this room. <laughs> I had a Mexican maid. Who would say, uh, hello, Maria, Rosito, I have fatty. You know, I had, I had meat delivered in trucks. Right, right. I mean, I had the Sub-Zero, Viking. I had all this shit that, that was the best, you know, custom made. Yeah. And, uh, and I, you know, I was miserable. I mean, I, I yeah. was miserable. But, but I, I uh, uh, spiritually, I was miserable. But I had more money than I needed. Every time the phone rang, it was like another fifty thousand dollar call for an appearance, private right. jet flying, right. signing pictures. It was when you, like you said, when you're on TV, it's it's a whole other stratosphere. And I mean, I was on CBS, I was at the Tiffany Network, I was at the top of my game. It was just, it was unbelievable. And then the war broke out, and it went to shit. You know, I mean, but, but I mean, I'm just a kid. I'm just a kid from Cambridge. You know, I mean, I I I, I see the success of other people that I that I my peers, and I go, hey, you know. I, I'm happy for him. I wish I, I wish I had a taste of it now. I'd appreciate it so much more. Now. Right. But hey, I, I I have to be. I have to accept what I where I am right now because it's it's you know it's my hand that that I'm dealt. But what you now, but what you've done though is like which is hard to do is you've kept working. I've had like, three network sitcoms <laughs> as a lead. No one's done that. That's probably, Nobody's done. That's probably, Nobody in the history of TV's done that. You know, I mean, and and, and they've been. They've been good shows, and I, I would like a shit show, like according to Jim, to run for ten right, for years. six years. Yeah, Tim Allen's on some show now. Who? I've never Tim Allen's on oh, some show oh, now. Yeah. I've never fucking heard of it. And they said they picked uh, up for uh, seventh uh, season, where he's like I, a I, dad I, or something. Yeah, last man, 
whatever it is. And, that, and that's and he must be cashing these insane fucking checks every week, right? He's still getting checks from, from Home Improvement. Home Improvement. And all of the Santa movies he's in, the Claus oh, movies. Oh, Toy know. Story. And, 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 yeah. And, uh, Do you work with him? I worked with him a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I've... His story's wild too, though. Yeah, he's fucking drugging, dealing drugs to be like America's dad. It's fucking crazy. No, it's not. It's not. You worked with Larry David, right? Yes, you were Clear History. Yes, I love. How was he? Fantastic. Did you know him as a stand-up? Yeah, well, I saw him work thirty. Five years ago. Because I heard he was crazy, like insane. Like he'd scream at the audience. Yes, and, yeah. yes, yes. Like Larry gone mad. Like Larry right, David right, gone mad. Right. From Curb. Yeah. And yeah. I saw him at the, uh, at the Catch Rising Star. Yeah. You know, because I would go down. I would take the train down. Yeah. And I would wait. Because I was from Boston, they'd fucking hate me. And they'd put me on last. And I would go on. <laughs> and I'd fucking burn the room down, get $10, go on the train, <laughs> and come back and be a fucking lead paint inspector during the day. Jesus Christ, you know? man. But I. That's what Mike said. My brother said, "No more of that shit. We're gonna do it here. Let them come to us." And he was, it was, it was the best move we ever made. So when you do something like Clear History, that was the name yeah. of it, right? The one with John Hamm. Yeah. Oh, do, 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 do you have to? Do you have to? Uh, do you have to read for that? You have to audition for that. Does Larry David know you and you're good? Larry says, "Lenny, would you mind auditioning?" And I said, Are you, "I'll do whatever you want." Right. He said, "Now." There's no script. Is that a problem? I go, that's when I do my <laughs> Perfect. best work. Right, right. I, I, right, no script for the movie, right? Exactly. So how does that work? He just says, here's a scene. And this is what we want. Go. What are you in that? You're like a local, just a, a local, a, a local town. Cod player. Right, 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 right. So John Hamm walks into the room for the first day, and he goes, son of a bitch, tall. Great looking guy. Right. Got to be an right. asshole, right? No, no, no. That's no, what I mean. No, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. So, yeah, but I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he comes out, and look, and he sits next to me. Hello, Lenny. And I go, John Hamm, look at you. He's got movie style looks, tall, dark, rich, giant cock. And he starts, he goes, who told you about my cock? I go, the girl's in wardrobe. He goes, well, yeah. <laughs> I go, but you're not funny. <laughs> Two minutes later, he fucking says a joke. He cracks us up. And I go, it's not fucking fair. You've got it all. You giant cock, handsome, and you're funny. Now, if I had a giant cock, I'd rule the world. Yeah, well, listen. <laughs> you can't get everything, Lenny. Uh, real quick, before I got, I've kept you in long enough. Uh, how was stronger? Oh my God, pretty intense. Yeah. Uh, so how does that process come about? Well, I, they call me and ask me if I don't see it. You know, I I still audition. I have to audition. Even after everything I've done, I have to audition. Not for the Farrelly's though, right? No, no, they no. no, no. And or Dennis, I mean, people yeah, like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, people yeah, know yeah. me. They You're, just still let me show up. Right, right, right. And if you could read the script, But but a lot of these movies. Uh, I was in Colorado, and uh, they said, we want to audition on Skype. And I go, great. I don't even know. So oh, really? set up a Skype thing for me. Is that awkward? It, it was real awkward because my Skype, I couldn't see them, but they, they could can see, see you, me. right. So I couldn't see the reaction. I know. So he goes, you know, the guy you're playing is a real prick, and you'd be more of a prick. And I said, yeah. And I was in a bad mood that day, so I really pricked it up. And they go, you know, even when you're a prick, we like you. And I go, oh, shit. And they go, but how would you like to play the uncle? It's a much bigger role, and he's a really lovable guy. And I go, Fuck yeah! So I went in for the audition, and I was two lines in. They go, forget it, forget it. I said, what? You hired? I went, that never, that never happens. Yeah. And then I got the. And I turn, turns out I'm playing Bobby Jerry, Bobby. who I know and right. I love the guy. Through Jerry, and I yeah. Didn't realize it was him until Jerry. Told That's him. funny. Yeah. And that comes out at the end of this year. Uh, you know, I'm not sure, Kirk, because they're gonna do. Oh, they push next year. Oh, that's the th- right. You know, the big big bang bang, shoot him up, and then. Uh, but working with Gyllenhaal and, the, and how was he? It was great. I, I did a movie with him 15 years ago. What'd you do? Called Moonlight Mile. Oh, the uh, Dustin Hoffman yeah. one. And so I meet Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. And uh, he goes, well, "Why do I know you?" I said, well, "I'm a comedian." He goes, "Yeah, but I said, I'm friends with Dennis." He goes, oh, "Dennis is my dear friend and neighbors." Oh, really? So he <clears> said, "Tell me a joke." So I told him a joke, and he goes, "You stay with me all day." And, and Dustin Hoffman made me sit next to him, tell him jokes all day. And he, I mean, he played Lenny Bruce. I know. Right? Yeah. 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 I mean, great. I mean, that's. That's a wild. That's I think we were in Moonlight Mile. I don't remember that. I was just a bartender. Oh, you just a patron in the bar. Yeah, and then in, yeah. in, is Bobby from Chelmsford? I mean, I know him a little bit through Jerry. Is, are you, is it pretty accurate? I mean, is it kind of a? I I think. I mean, is it serious? Is it? A, a, I think it's dead serious. But yeah. I mean, I'm the I'm the only light. I'm just saying, you're comedic relief in a serious exactly, movie. Is that exactly? Exactly. Yeah. And even Jill Hall said to me, he says, "Man, thank God you were here because." You know, so intent, no legs, and you know, what I mean? going through the horror of the, of the, you know, then the family suffering for what they, right? And they said, uh, you know, you would, they would have, to, they'd say, sometimes you'd say, listen, no, no, nothing today, no, don't even talk today, you know? right? And a lot of times I'd walk in and I wouldn't be on the set. They go, where's Lenny? I go, there's, there's nothing for me to do. Right. You know? 
do something. Do something. So they let me. David Cameron Green, the, the director, director, yeah, unbelievable, yeah, and he wants to do a, a series with me. And really? I said, I said, really? I said, all it takes is a phone call because he's Danny McBride's best buddy, oh, and I right. did it in class three with Danny, yeah, and uh, you know, I think that helped get me the, the, the job. You know, um, do you see Vice Principals yet or no? No, I haven't. It's pre- I watched the pilot. It's pretty fucking funny. Oh, he's that, great. He's a funny. He's yeah. a funny Danny, guy. Right. Now it, Walter Goggins, he's from from uh, yeah from the Shield. He's yeah. Great. It seems like there's five million opportunities now to do shit, though, right? Well, is that good or bad? The, the, no, no, it's always good when there's more to. I mean, it, it waters down the, the money. That's what I'm, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's bad in that way. But uh, you got to understand, it, it's like you said. I have managed to keep working a, a body of work for. That's what I mean. Thirty-five years, right? 40 years I now. mean, there are guys your age in your business who have died or burnt uh, out or, or quit or just yep, said fuck yep, it, right? And they're yep. they're. Yeah. Selling insurance or real estate somewhere. Yeah, I know guys I started with. Right, you know, like probably funny guys. I'm security sure security guys. And yeah, so I'm going. Oh man, I, it breaks my heart because I mean they were they were really funny. You know? Right. Have you have you ever had like a like a real lull where you're like I don't know if this is going to work. Every, all the time. I mean, really? I, yeah, yeah. I, I, if I'm not working, but you've I, always, but you've always. Yeah, Kenny Rogers. She goes, "Oh man, you haven't had a TV show in almost eight weeks. It must be killing me." <laughs> <laughs> we play softball. We have a softball team. Our average age is 56 years old, right. and we beat these 23 year old kids, all comedians. Right. So one kid hit a home run off me, and he's running around first place. And Kenny goes, "You know, Lenny got another TV show." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But no, I appreciate it. I'm gonna let you go. You've kept you here long enough. And given that you hate me, I don't want to keep you. No, here. I'm gonna I don't keep hate you. I'm gonna keep you here any longer. I'm gonna keep right, you here any longer. I'm gonna bring on. you anytime you want to come back. Cause I got a million other questions. Uh, I want to uh, know what Jim Carrey's like. Oh, geez, Jim. I knew Jim when he came here from Canada. He was here for about uh, maybe a month, and he landed a TV show, a network TV show. It only lasted about four shows. Yeah. But he was a big star. Right. And then down. Back in the clubs. Right. Working the clubs, working the clubs. And then he did the Clint Eastwood movie, Deadpool, I think. That's right. He's in the, right, begin- right. the beginning of that. Right. right. And big, 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 dead. Down. And then he did another one. So Peggy Sue got married. Peggy Sue got yeah. And he went up again. And down. And Living and Color. And then. Then when Living Color came through the roof. And then the movies, Lemony Snicket. I did Lemony Snicket with him. You were in that? That's I right. made a fortune on that movie. Yeah. One day. It's funny, too, because uh, Meryl Streep comes walking by me and she goes, hello. And I went, oh, my God. Mystery, Meryl. Look, I'm letting him only here for a couple of days, but I just want to tell you, I think you're the greatest actress. No, no, fuck that. You're just most amazing actor, actors, whatever. <laughs> she said, Lenny, I'd love to have you gush a little bit more over me, but I'm sure Jim's going to want to do another fucking take. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Cause, oh, he's super into it. Meryl, see what I fucking need. <laughs> Meryl Streep likes to do one, or maybe two takes. And she's out. She's perfect. She carries a maniac, right. right? 40 fucking takes. Jesus. 40 you had to do that with him a couple of times, right? Uh, me, myself, and Irene. Me, myself, and Irene, and then uh, Lemony Snicket. Right. So you got stronger. Yep. And do we have a title for this other one? Shepherd's Maiden. Shepherd's Maiden. Is that going to be? Am I going to be able to see that? Yeah. 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 It's going to be a. It's going to be a one of those independent like yeah Sundance type things. Hopefully, we have a Sundance. That'd be great. I'd like to go there. It's done. It's completed. Well, what we did is we made a short film. That they take out to L.A. Oh, test it for you. See if somebody likes it. And then they probably want to change other actors sometimes yeah but i'm un- i'm not changeable I'm the you're the star of the fucking show that's it yeah, you're yeah. the star and uh what happens is uh then we'll make a full-length version yep and then then we'll go to the theaters excellent all right again thanks for coming there i'll let you go thank you Kirk. all right Lenny. appreciate it thanks buddy all right see you later all right thanks as always for listening to the enough about me podcast if you want more podcasts like this with guests like Artie lang where, where who else is gonna have Artie lang and fucking bob ryan on the same podcaster David Portnoy and uh, John Tomasi. If you want to listen to podcasts like this, you go to iTunes, Stitcher, you go to WEI.com, you go to the mobile app. When you go to iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review, and subscribe. That's going to help us out a lot. If you want more of these, leave a rating, leave a review, and subscribe. Make sure you do that for me. That is a command. Now do it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law.